0: hey everybody welcome to the bearded guy podcast it's been a while since i've been behind the microphone but we're getting back into it slowly but surely and i wanted to share an experience that i've had over the past month so stick around we're going to dive into something that i think you'll find interesting i know it's a little bit scary a little bit of a uh, kind of a divisive topic if you will but we're going to dive into it here on this episode so stick around we'll get into it right after this Hey, welcome back to the Bearded Guy podcast. Man, thank you so much for my listeners. I know um again, I've been away from the mic for so long. It's been a it's been a weird kind of uh, journey that I've been on as of late. You know, I've really put a lot of attention into my YouTube channel and some archery stuff that I've been doing and it's kind of taken away from my podcast, but I've been missing this and I wanted to jump back on here and really get back into the whole podcasting experience because it's one of those things that I truly love and truly enjoy doing, um, uh, you know, and over the course of time, I've been missing it. My soul has just been yearning to get back behind the microphone and, and just share my voice and share my stories with you guys, my listeners, and, and for those of you that have subscribed to my podcast and, you know, download the episodes, I do thank you so much for that. It does mean a lot to me. So, on with the topic of today's podcast. Now, over the past month, my family and I have gone through the whole covid nineteen experience and no matter what you believe about it, no matter what you think about it, there are some very real things that you know go on and happen during this you know during the 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 phase of illnesses. And and different stages that you go through. And it's really, if you've never been through it, it's a scary experience. And the reason it's so scary and so kind of terrifying, if you will, is really just because of the way that uh, it's been used against people as a tool. Um, and a lot of it is just fear mongering when it comes to COVID-19. And you know what I'm talking about here. You know, anytime you hear a media figure or a politician or someone talk about it, the the thing that they associate with COVID-19 is you could possibly die or most people are dying from this. Well, you know, that's a fear that kind of plays in the back of your mind constantly whenever you're going through this. Now, my family and I experienced covid Uh, because my oldest son actually brought it into the home. Um, And again, it's neither here nor there. Nobody's to blame. Nobody's at fault. It just is what it is. It's out in the world and your chances of getting it, you know, uh, increase with every interaction that you have with someone. And, you know, the thing about it is it started off as just fever for my oldest son. And then that fever And that infection went to my middle son and my wife. And as we went through and progressed with the whole COVID-19 thing, it it went through different stages. At first, it was like, you know, just a, a bad cold or a bad flu. You know, you have the fever, you have the fatigue, you have... Um you know, just loss of appetite, you have body aches, muscle aches you you experience lethargy, you just don 't want to move, you don 't want to do anything, and your body is just shutting down. It feels like so my wife and my sons they went through this um, for the whole first week, and that whole first week i wasn 't affected. I had no symptoms, no fever, no anything, so I was in the role of caregiver, if you will, trying to take care of them and trying to make sure that they had the medicines they need and, you know, taking care of the home duties and all the different things that go with that, especially with work and, 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 and caring for them. It was, it was really stressful, you know, watching them go through this. And as it progressed, my, my oldest son and my wife seemed to have gotten the, the worst of what was the the COVID-19 experience is what I'm going to call it because that's what it was. You know, they, they, they developed the cough. They developed the, um, you know, just the, the labored breathing, if you will. My oldest son, not so much. He, you know, he did go through that, but his was more um, under control, if you will. My, my middle son, who actually contracted it as well, you know, he was more along the lines of just very lethargic fever, uh, didn't feel like doing anything, so he slept most of the time and was just kind of down. And that was the extent of what he had. No, no breathing problems, no issues in in that respect. But it was my oldest son and my wife who really uh, took the brunt of that, and especially my wife uh, during the course of the the ten to eleven day period that they went through the COVID experience. That uh, my wife actually developed double pneumonia and had to go to the ER uh, and was on breathing treatments and, of course, you know, heavy doses of medication to help clear up the pneumonia in her lungs. And it left what they're calling a COVID disease in her lungs that has to clear up over the course of time. Now, she's since come home. Uh, She's since much better. Uh, COVID has kind of gone away from her now. And my, my boys, they're much better. They're back to their normal lives. But my wife still had to use the breathing machine that they sent home with us to, you know, uh, get fresh oxygen into her lungs. Thank goodness it wasn't as far as, you know, having to intubate my wife or giving her on a uh, respirator. Thank goodness that it didn't get that far. But it still was a scary experience because when she went into the ER and went into the hospital, the doctors don't tell you anything. They don't let you go back. They don't let you um, go be with the one you love. They just, you know. She's here. You're going to have to go home. And that's it. They don't contact you. They don't tell you what's going on. You know, thankfully, because of, you know, cell phones, my wife had her phone with her. She was relaying back and forth to me through text messages and and limited phone calls that, you know, her breathing was labored, her oxygen levels and her bloodstream dropped down really low. And she was, you know, having trouble moving around because she would get out of breath. It was a shortness of breath and and that, that was fearful. It was so fearful during that time that you're like, what is going on? Why won't anybody tell me anything? And, you know, thankfully I was able to keep in touch with her. Now, over the course of the three to four days that she was in the hospital, she started to make progression to the point where she could come home. But even at coming home, she still has a breathing machine and that's getting better every day. It's just going to take some time as we move forward to get her back to 100 percent. So that whole initial phase of them, you know, coming down with COVID-19 and then having to go through the different stages, it's just it's so gut wrenching, if you will. Now, I myself a week later contracted it or, you know, tested positive for it. And and that started with fever uh, for me more than anything else. So it was fever. It was body aches. It was You know, uh, severe headaches, that's another, you know, side effect that affects some people, severe headaches. And I still get those headaches to this day, uh, even after getting past my 11, 12-day stint with uh, COVID-19 and getting back to normal temperatures, uh, thankfully. Uh, But, you know, during the whole course of this, during the whole course of the three weeks that we were experiencing this, the thing about it is you feel a sense of despair inside because it's like it just hangs on and it doesn't it doesn't seem to get better day after day after day and you're just dealing with it and living with it and it just it affects your your mental state it affects your physical state you know not only do you have the fear in the back of your mind could this turn into a potentially deadly situation uh, but you're also dealing with just the physical side of it where you just, you just so drained and so tired and so agonized that you just want it to be over. That's the hardest part. You just want it to be over. So throughout the course of that, trying to take care of the family, you know, dealing with my illness and, you know, dealing with the serious fatigue, um, where you just don't have the energy to move. You don't have the energy to do anything. You're just in a daze. You're in a funk. You're in, this kind of, you're in this kind of no man's land, if you will. You feel like you're in between the land of the living and the dead. That's the best way to describe it. You know, you're, you, you can't sleep at night, so it's adding to the fatigue that your body feels. You, you wake up with pounding headaches that feel like the top of your head is just being ripped off. It's the, it's the worst experience me and my family have gone through. And I don't wish that on anyone. I hope that if anyone does contract this, that, you know, you do have very mild symptoms or you just show no symptoms at all. Uh, because, again, it's it's one of those things where it is the most sick that m- my family and I have ever been. That's the best way I could describe it. Nothing has compared to, you know, what we experienced during this time. Now, thankfully, we are all past that. That that um, whole sickness and illness—we're all getting back to normal. Everybody is feeling better, and it's again—it's just an experience that I don't wish on anyone. And I hope that if you do contract this, that. You know, it's a mild case for you, and you don't have to experience everything that we went through. Now, was it deadly? Uh, was it what most people experience? Was it to the extent that some people have had, you know, serious symptoms and 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 serious side effects because of the illness? No, and thank goodness not. Um, I, I think we're thankful in that respect. And again, no matter which side you fall on with the whole, uh, whether you believe it's real or whether you don't believe it's real, you know, no matter which side you fall on, it's still uh, for me, it's a very real thing. Um, You know, we've gone through it and I can say that I don't want to go through it again. Now, the other part to this and the other thing that's really troubling to this is, you know, the whole politicizing of this illness using it as a weapon for you know for purposes of gaining power through fear uh, that's where I think that a lot of people you know in the states or or wherever you may be are having an issue with This whole situation because we have been divided into two different camps those that either don't believe it's real and those that do believe it's real, or those that have gone through it and those who have not gone through it. Now, again, I'm not here to tell you what you should think or what you should feel. I'm just telling you my experience. Um, It's really shameful that we are at a place, though, where we are using something like this to divide a nation. And it would be nice if our leaders and our um um media outlets would, you know, put down the agendas, put down the I need to have control over you, the American public. And put all of that aside and just try to get to a point where we are healing the nation and we are getting past this. Now the second part to that is of course the vaccine. Now whether you believe the vaccine is good or not, um you know, that's a different story because that's even been weaponized against us. And we've been, you know, we've been told that um, through conspiracy theories and different, you know, uh, you know, different um, I'm going to call them social media doctors, people that think they know the answer to this who really don't. They're just, you know, taking little bits and pieces of information, kind of cobbling them together in a meme or whatever that is and putting it out there. And a lot of people are glomming onto this and going, yeah, that's got to be the truth because it's there on the Internet. No matter what you believe about the vaccine, um, myself personally, I think that there's not enough information for me to make a decision whether I want to get the vaccine or not. Now, do I believe in the, all the conspiracy theories that, oh, there's there's nano chips in it, there's GPS tracking, there's these things that are going to, you know, kill off half the population when it comes to 5G being switched on? No, I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. I think that for me personally, the, the 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 fact of choosing the vaccine or not choosing the vaccine r- relies on more data to come in about how it actually affects the body because this is new technology. I mean, think about it. This is new mRNA technology, which has never been used to treat um, uh, a viral pandemic before, and it's being used in an experimental form now. For me, I think there needs to be more long term testing to, you know, um, one, test the efficacy of it and two, to see what the side effects for some people actually are. Now, there have been some very nasty side effects to this, and there are going to be some people that are long term affected by the vaccine. But does that mean that there's, you know, a conspiracy to kill off half the population? No, I don't think so. Again, I think it just affects people in different ways. And I think for me. I need to see more testing, uh, more long-term testing, if you will, more long-term uh, studies on the effects of the human body, you know, what it could do to us long-term, what it could do as a negative effect. And again, I get out of the political side of this. I know a lot of people are using this, you know, thinking that this is, you know, being um, pushed on through the American people uh, in an effort to uh, in an effort to, uh, really damage or hurt half of the population in this country. And there are some doctors, think about it. There are doctors who are on both sides of the fence on this. Some that say, yeah, it's good. And some that say, no, I wouldn't take that, you know, if my life depended on it. So again, I think there needs to be more long-term testing when it comes to this vaccine, its efficacy, you know, long-term effects, long-term side effects. And hopefully at some point, everybody will kind of put down their their little agendas and get on the same page and either either scrapping what we have now and working towards something that will, you know, truly heal everybody that has dealt with this or protect us from this. Because, I mean, if you think about it, now there's... There's new variants coming out. There's new, oh, this variant, that variant, is more deadly than this, or it's more deadly than that. You know, see, here's where the fear mongering comes in when it comes to COVID-19. It always seems like somebody's pushing an agenda to, to either promote something that they're wanting to inject into your body or to, one, keep you in control, two, keep you fearful of every move that you make outside of your home. You know, that's the one thing I think, though, that we've got to get past. We cannot be fearful of living our lives because things are going to happen. We're going to experience sicknesses. We're going to experience illnesses. We're going to experience all of these things that could happen to us at any given time. That is being human. And I think that's the scariest part is that things are being used against us, the American public, to divide, you know, and keep us separated and keep us arguing about something like this. But again, no matter which side of this argument you're on, no matter which side you fall on thinking, you know, do I believe in the vaccine? Do I believe in COVID-19? Do I believe this? Do I believe that? No matter what that is, um, my hope and my, 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 my thought process is that I hope you're all safe out there. You know, think about it about a year ago or a year and a half ago when we were just, you know, kind of lackadaisical about our personal hygiene. And when I say our personal hygiene, what I mean is like washing our hands, using hand sanitizer and even using mask. To some degree. I don't know there's a big debate on whether they work or whether they don't work. But think about it. We used to get in large gatherings. We would get in large crowds and we would touch stuff and we would shake hands and we would rub our faces, touch our noses and just continue on in that process, no matter where we were or what we were doing and i think that being more mindful of those kinds of things and those interactions and being in large crowds and really our personal hygiene has helped to mitigate this to a large degree and it's still there i mean we still have to be vigilant we still have to be mindful but again think about that you know how we used to be as compared to where we are now so again there's a lot that goes into this. It's a scary experience. It's a very uh, nerve-wracking experience. I think one of the things that the you know me and my 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 wife and my two sons experienced more than anything was just a sense of despair. When is this going to end? When are we going to get to the end of the run where we feel better? I think at one point my son said, "I wish this would either just take me or go away because I'm tired of feeling like I'm feeling." And that's a very real, uh, that's a very real feeling. That's a very real gut-wrenching kind of thing to say because we're just, you get into the mindset that it's never going to end. And another thing too, here's the weirdest part about this. It affects your brain in different ways. Uh, and different people. I know my wife has had very vivid hallucinations, you know, when she was sleeping, she called them dreams, but we're thinking they were hallucinations. I mean, very vivid, very odd, very strange things. It's amazing what fever and, and an illness can do to your, your brain function and how you think and you know, what you perceive as being a dream when it may actually be a hallucination. I know myself, I had some pretty vivid dreams as well. I mean, just crazy stuff. It doesn't make sense to you. You're like, what is that about? And why am I even thinking things like that but again getting to the end of this and getting to the point where we felt normal again was a glorious day if you will (laughs) (laughs) you know now past the about 15 days past you know back to normal temps I'm still feeling the fatigue I'm still feeling the the headaches I get those from time to time they're just phenomenal headaches I mean headaches like I've never had before you know and the fatigue that is slowly starting to get better you know, where I feel like I have the energy to get up and do and go and and be out in the world. Um, But again, I hope that none of you have to experience this. And I hope that if you have, you've had a very mild case, you know, and I hope that you've recovered well. And I hope that everybody is better, uh, especially if you've had family members affected with this. But again, for those that haven't had it, I don't wish this on anybody. I hope you avoid this. Um, I hope it never, you know, darkens your door and that you have to go through this experience. But thank you guys for coming back today, you know, hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If nothing else, it's just to share my experience with you and to, you know hopefully, um, you know, make you aware to still be safe out there. Don't, don't let your guard down. Don't be lackadaisical about, you know, your personal hygiene, take care of yourself. You know, one thing I can tell you too is, um, I think what helped me more than anything is, you know, make sure you, you, you try to be healthy, you know, try to eat as healthy as possible, work out when you can, you know, get your body into a a good shape. Um, and then, you know, take your vitamins, take those different things like that, that can help your body's, natural immunity when it comes to uh, not only COVID, but the flu and colds and different things that go around in the world, you know, take care of yourself, make yourself better, make yourself well, or as well as you can possibly be. So if you do have to experience something like this, you know, you get to the point where I think that helped me uh, and not getting as severe as maybe some other people had. But again, try to try to take care of yourself and just be mindful of your surroundings and those that you're in company with. And hopefully you can mitigate this and hopefully you can, you know, kind of dodge the bullet if you will. But again, back in the swing of podcasting, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to posting new episodes here. And yes, we're going to stay in the same vein of the, the oddities and the strange things in the world that just don't make sense. And trust me, there's a lot of stuff in the world today that doesn't make sense. There's a lot of content out there that we're going to have to get to and unpack and deal with and and go through, but I hope you join me for those episodes. I hope you come back and hang out with me. I hope you download them. Hope you tell your friends about this podcast. Hopefully it's something that, you know, they'll enjoy as much as possibly you're enjoying right now, but I do thank you for coming by. I do thank you for hanging out with me for a little bit today and come back and join me for future episodes as we post going forward. Uh, Again, it's always my hope that you have a great day, a better day tomorrow, and a wonderful week ahead of you.